Welcome to Mind Witchery. I'm your host, Natalie Miller, and I'm so glad you're here. Today, I want to give you a spell for summoning power. So when I say spell, I mean, let's use the magic wands of our minds to create magic in our lives. I know when I think of spells, I I think a little of Hermione Granger and the Harry Potter books. I think maybe of magic wands and moonlit seances, and I'm here for all of those. But what I mean by a spell is a way of talking to ourselves, a way of dialoguing with, and inquiring into our thinking, a way of using language and self-talk to really harness the power that is our amazing mind. So on this podcast, I'm excited to offer you lots of spells Spells for courage, spells for forgiveness, spells for compassion, spells for getting yourself out from under procrastination. I've got lots and lots in store for you. But the very first one is a foundational spell. It's a fundamental spell, and it is the spell for summoning power. So to talk to you about this spell, I want to share with you what happened to me just yesterday when I sat down to record this very podcast. I had it on my calendar that I was recording this episode. I had a 90-minute block to come downstairs and to record. So I came downstairs and I set up a little altar with a candle and some crystals and I had my water and I had my notebook And every time I started to record, I was fumbling over my words. My ideas were getting tangled up. I was having fits and starts. I would select the whole file and delete it and start over from the beginning again and again and again. And finally, at the end of 70 minutes, an hour and 10 minutes of recording, I had five minutes of audio, and I didn't even like it. So I let it go. I pushed back from the desk. I came upstairs, and that's when I used the spell for summoning power, because this is a wonderful spell to use in a moment of self-doubt, a moment of self-judgment, a moment in which we're feeling as if we haven't any access to power. So I go upstairs. My partner asks, how'd it go? And I say, "Mm, not great. And immediately my mind begins to do something that will perhaps sound familiar. My mind is like, wow, that didn't go well. Maybe this podcast thing isn't the best idea. Huh. You sure couldn't figure that one out. How are you going to sustain this thing? 
maybe you just can't do it. Maybe you're just not going to be able to hack it. Uh, you know, you should probably go back and listen to the other shit you've recorded because it probably doesn't even make any sense, right? My mind goes into this super judgmental place. And that's when I pull out the spell for summoning power. And here's that spell. It's a question. What am I making this mean? What am I making this mean? So I paused. I noticed the torrent of self-judgment, the torrent of doubt and uncertainty. And I thought to myself, okay, what am I making this mean? So first I got to figure out what this is. And this, it's best if we can distill it down to the most kind of factual, so no judgments, just kind of observable facts, the things that pretty much anyone who was observing the situation would agree on. So this is, I tried to record a podcast episode. I spent 70 minutes sitting and talking, and I only recorded five minutes of audio. Pretty much everybody observing the situation would agree on that. I'm not sure everyone would agree that I was tripping over my words. That's really kind of more a judgment I was making. I'm not sure everybody would agree that I was all tangled up in my thoughts. I'm not sure that everybody would agree that the five minutes was usable or not usable. All I know for sure is that I spent 70 minutes trying to record something and I ended up with five. Okay, what am I making this mean? So the self-judgmental part of me is making it mean that I'm not up to this whole podcasting endeavor. The self-judgmental part of me is making this mean that nothing I will record will be good enough and nothing that I have recorded is good enough. The self-judgmental part of me is making this one sit-down, this one 70-minute escapade, proof of my incompetence. So it's interesting, after we pause and ask, what am I making this mean? It can be interesting to see, and where does that come from? Where does that line of thinking come from? So that might be, where have I heard it before? Well, dear listener, I have heard that my whole life. As a high achiever, as an ambitious person, I have been singing that this isn't good enough, you're not up for this song, um, in the face of all kinds of achievements for, I mean, since I was a little kid. So when I ask where it comes from, oh, this is old. This is an old, old narrative. Sometimes I like to ask, whose voice? What's the voice in my head as, I, as I'm asking, what am I making this mean? I'm finding all these self-judgmental thoughts What's the voice like in my head who says these things? And I actually, I love to envision someone. I often see uh, a woman with a tight face. Her arms are crossed tightly. She's tisking and she's 
shaking her head and she's and she's really disappointed in me. She doesn't actually look like anyone I ever have known, but that's the body language. That's a part of me, this judgmental, never enough part of me. Okay, so that's part one of the spell. What am I making this mean? And then, huh, and where does this come from? So I'm just shining a light of awareness onto the self-judgment rather than believing it wholesale. Rather than going with the story I'm telling myself, I pause. I ask, what is this story? Where's it coming from? Who's telling it? And just that pause begins to remind me of my power. Already in that moment, I can start to kind of feel it swirling around me. Okay, here's part two. What else could this mean? So what am I making this mean right now? And then what else could this mean? So what else could it mean that I sat for 70 minutes and I only got five minutes of audio? Well, it could mean that my idea isn't quite sorted yet in my own mind. And I need a little bit more time to allow it to, you know, I I love metaphors. I I often think of ideas need time to rest. Um, Ideas need time to simmer. Ideas need time to ferment. I love that cooking, that cooking idea. Sometimes an idea just needs a little bit of time in order to be ready for its next expression. What else could this mean? Uh, You know what? This could mean that today is just not the day that I need to begin to discover a recording schedule and a recording kind of protocol that really works for me. I did sort of see this spot on the calendar yesterday, and I was feeling a little bit of anxiousness around it, um, but I didn't honor that anxiousness. I just kind of pushed myself into the recording, and what do you know? It didn't work. What else could this mean? Maybe it means I'm so pregnant with ideas. I have so many ideas that I'm excited to share with you that I need some time to sort them out. So maybe it's, it's not that I'm not up for podcasting. Maybe it's that I'm super up for it and I need to take a little bit of time to sort out all of my various thoughts. So... Just like when I asked myself, whose voice is this? Whose voice is this? When I was asking, what am I making this mean? Who, who says these, these judgmental things? I'm also interested here in inviting voices into my inner dialogue on purpose. So in this case, I might ask myself, what would my coach say in this moment? You know, if I told her I sat for 70 minutes and I only got five minutes of recording, what would my coach say? I might ask myself, what would my bestie, what would my, what would my wife, my, my wife friend say? I might ask myself, what would my kid say? What would my daughter say? 
If I told her, oh, I sat for 70 minutes and I only got five. And so I can invite other voices into my internal conversation. I can begin to turn toward the person that I love to be rather than the person that I fear I am. I turn away from the self-limiting, self-judging, and I turn toward the purposeful evolution. I turn toward becoming the person I want to be. I turn toward embracing my whole self. So just as I'm interested when I ask the question, what am I making this mean? I'm interested in seeing what are some of the assumptions and judgments that are underlying this interpretation. When I'm beginning to ask myself, what else could this mean? I'm also asking myself, what do I want to believe about myself? What would I like the inner dialogue in my head to sound like? Whose voices do I want in there? The judgy, crossed arms, pursed lips voice? She doesn't really feel like she's on my team. (laughs) I like to talk to my champions so that I can learn to be a champion of my own self. So when I ask myself, what else could this mean? I begin to use a human superpower, and that is the power to make meaning. This is our magic as people. We make meaning. Like all magic, it can be used for good. It can be used for harm. We cannot help but interpret our situations. It's just what we do. We see something, and that might be someone's face as we're talking to them, and we interpret that face. Wow, they seemed really distracted. I must be boring. Or, wow, they seemed really distracted. I wonder what they were thinking about. Either way, I'm making the face that I saw mean something. A, distracted, and B, either I must be boring or they must be thinking about something else. All of that is meaning making. So we're doing that all the time. We invite a bunch of people to a party and we get several I'm sorry, I can't make it, we'll interpret what that means, those no's. We'll have an argument with our child. Our child will slam the door in our face, and we'll interpret the slammed door. We'll make it mean something. That's what we do as humans. So by using this spell for summoning power, by asking, okay, what am I making this mean? What's the knee-jerk meaning? What's the automatic meaning? Gives us awareness and reminds us of this power that we have to make meaning. And then by asking, what else could this mean? We begin to be curious 
we begin to expand our view of the situation, our understanding of the situation. And by generating various meanings, A, we cultivate wonderful psychological flexibility, the ability to look at something from various perspectives. And that is so helpful. I wouldn't be here recording this right now if I hadn't done that yesterday. It would have been pretty easy for me to walk away from my frustrating recording session, making it mean, you know what, maybe podcasting just isn't for me, and never turning on the microphone again. And I'm really glad I didn't do that. I'm really glad I asked myself what I was making the frustrating session mean and that I thought about other things that it could also mean. When we generate lots of possibilities, when we generate lots of different meanings, we also get to choose the ones that align with our values. And this is so key. And you can expect me to talk a lot about values, aligning with our values, being aware of our values, living our values here in Mind Witchery, because that's really the the world-changing magic that I'm here to share with you. So when I go back to my podcast and I remember I have reasons for wanting to do this. I want to be self-expressive. I want to begin to share and elaborate some of my ideas and some of the tools that I have collected, some of the spells that many, many witches and wizards have taught me over the years. I want to challenge myself to grow and to put my voice out there. When I start to ask myself what my values are in the situation, then I can see, okay, so which of the meanings, which of the interpretations of the frustrating episode aligns with my values? And surprise, it's not the ones that are like, see, you can't do this. That's not generous to me. It's not the ones that are declaring you know, probably none of this really makes sense at all anyway. That's not aligned with a desire to express and elaborate and share. So because I've taken a moment to remember there's a bunch of different interpretations in this situation, then I can choose the interpretations that align with whom I want to be then I can begin to evolve the way that I talk to myself. I can begin to become more conscious and more kind in my own head. And when I become more conscious and kind in my own head, I find that I become more conscious and kind in the world as well. So this is your fundamental first spell. Remember, this works great in a moment that you are questioning yourself, judging yourself, criticizing yourself, doubting yourself. 
in a moment that you're feeling down, in a moment that you're, you've forgotten your power, your access to power. So the core of the spell for summoning power is the question, what am I making this mean? And then the follow-up, what else could this mean? I look at what I'm making it mean, and I get curious, where is this coming from, this interpretation? What am I assuming in this interpretation, and whose voice is it in my head that speaks like this, that talks like this, that interprets the world and sees the world in this way? When I ask myself, what else could this mean? I begin to generate possibility. And that possibility begins in my mind, but it very quickly can generate alternative courses of action. And these courses of action can help me to live out my values in the world. So let's just walk through one example so you're super clear on it. I was reading a story in the New York Times, and the title of the story was, What is a Ballet Body? What is a Ballet Body? It's written by Gia Corliss of the New York Times, and I'll share a link to it in the show notes because it's a really interesting essay. So the story speaks to a ballerina from, I think, the New York Ballet, who's gained six pounds over the pandemic. And in the ballet world, apparently, six pounds is a lot of pounds. In this story that asks us, what is a ballet body? What does it mean to have a ballet body? We come to understand that the accepted meaning and the meaning that this particular ballerina definitely agreed with is that a ballet body is very thin. A ballet body fits into teensy costumes. And in fact, I learned in this article that oftentimes a lead part will go to the ballerina who can fit in the costume. A ballet body, we learn, has a short torso and long legs and a small head and is probably white. Its muscles are long and lean, the ballet body. So I've gained six pounds. What am I making this mean? If we're listening to the culturally accepted definition of the ballet body, gaining six pounds means a problem. Gaining six pounds means a career hazard. Gaining six pounds means danger. Gaining six pounds means I need to take measures to change my body. What else could this mean? This is what the article explores. What else could this mean? It could mean that I've gained six pounds and this means that I feel better. I've gained six pounds and this means that my body is curvier and beautiful. What else could this mean? I've gained six pounds and I'd like to find a new way 
to be in my industry. And in the end of the article, we learn that this particular ballerina has been working on becoming a choreographer and is more devoted than ever to pursuing choreography, not only so that she can gain six pounds and it does not have to mean a problem or a hazard, but rather that she can gain six pounds and keep them, become a choreographer, and begin to create dance for different lines for bodies that are not assumed to be emaciated and short-torsoed and long-legged and small-headed. The ballerina is intent on becoming a choreographer that changes ballet. I gained six pounds. What does this mean? This means I'm ready to create a revolution. That is the power of this spell. That is the power of our minds. We get to make meaning. And when we make meaning, consciously, not by replaying the old scripts that are self-limiting and judgmental and often, by the way, are white supremacist and patriarchal and dehumanizing. No. We write new scripts, and then we act them out. And when we act them out, we co-create a different world. So the spell for summoning power. What am I making this mean? What else could this mean? And what happens when I align my interpretations of this world with my values and then begin to live those values? What happens is magic. And the world needs all of us in on that. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope this spell works wonders for you. And I look forward to teaching you more spells here on the show. Take care. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mind Witchery. To catch all the magic I'm offering, please subscribe to the show. Or if you want a little bit of weekly witchiness in your inbox, sign up for my Sunday letter at mindwitchery.com. If today's episode made you think of a friend or loved one, your sister, your neighbor, please tell them about it. We need more magic makers in this troubled world. Like all good things, this podcast is co-created by stellar people. Our music is by fabulous DJ, artist, and producer, Shammy D. Our gorgeous art is by the sorcerers at New Moon Creative. Mind Witchery is produced in conjunction with Particulate Media, K.O. Myers, executive producer. And I am Natalie Miller. Till next time.